Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we talk about some controversial hot topics with current TV's Aaron Gibson. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A dark and dreary day here in Los Angeles, and God bless it. Maybe, I mean, can we just say it's cuddle-tastic? I think this it's, is... It's, instead of saying dark and dreary, I mean, why don't we say it's the perfect weather for cuddling up? Pour yourself a brandy, get yourself some hunting dogs, put a log in the fire. Mm -hmm. And kill those dogs and roast their meat (laughs) because (laughs) it's a cloudy, overcast day. Jordan, let's let's introduce our guest on this week's program. Uh, Her name, Erin Gibson. Uh, You probably know her from uh, television's current network. Uh, she she hosts a, uh, a one of the modular current, of course, is known for its modular programs. They're called pods. They used to they uh, they actually coined the term pods. <laughs> they did before the moving company claimed they that. Did. Sure, <laughs> they are actually share a parent company. <laughs> it's a company. It's a it's a Taiwanese company that bought the intellectual property rights to the word pod mm-hmm. and have just been trying to spin it out in as many forms as possible. I'm sure Maybe you've seen the fun water for kids, the Aquapod. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is part of that deal. <laughs> sure. It's all part of the same deal. Uh, she's, uh, she's one of the hosts, one of the modular hosts, current being the, uh, the IKEA uh, Brampt shelving yes. system of television networks. Um, she's one of the hosts on uh, Infomania on current enjoyable program infomania yes she hosts a segment called modern lady in which she uh she goes over various uh media clips that have to do with women's issues uh-huh. most recently uh katie perry's breasts and all the places they've appeared on tv recently lots of places i saw a saturday night live sketch where the joke was katie perry's breasts mm-hmm and uh oh wait she- no they were also doing funny voices <laughs> the breasts were doing voices Yes, the dress we're doing an impression okay. oh. of Miley Cyrus. That sounds really funny. <laughs> you you guys are up to date on all the SNL sketches. Yeah. <laughs> um, she did a lot of bouncing in that sketch, as I recall. That was it. That's all she did. Didn't... The first time she talked, and I didn't watch this whole episode. This was the season premiere of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the whole episode yet. I like to parcel them out over a period of time. And uh, you know how that is. Yeah. And uh, she was wearing this. She's wearing this boob shirt. Uh huh. And the first time she talks, it was on the uh, hit talk show sketch uh, Bronx Beat with Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph. And uh, the first time she talked, she was kind of doing a Bronx accent, which she abandoned completely. The second very quickly dropped. I it. was stunned at the total that one thousand percentness of her abandonment of an like she didn't never do it. The first time she talked, she kind of was like, ah, wah, like a little bit like that. I was actually impressed when she started doing yeah, an accent. I was like, oh, she's going to do a voice? Like, oh, that's pretty impressive, uh, Katy Perry. And, and you'd think as a 
singer, as a professional singer, she maybe would have more vocal control than, you know, you're av- you're like a Lindsay Lohan who comes on there If or you go to, now, number one, Lindsay Lohan is a professional singer. We both know that. Oh, I'm sorry. I you're, forgot about her mini hits. Um, but... Uh, M-I-N-I. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yes, her very tidy hits. <laughs> um... Uh, but we all know that the part of the professional singer training is accent work. Right? Yes, yes. Sure. That's how... Everyone Look at Madonna. It. Madonna, absolutely. She was British for a while. Yeah, sort of semi-doing a British voice, just like uh, the what's-her-name was semi-doing a Bronx voice, and just like they were semi-doing comedy in that sketch. Well, it's. I think what you have to remember, too, is biologically women's... Uh, uh, vocal cords are attached directly to their breasts. Uh-huh. Mm. So when you're doing an accent, it's it's also hard to uh, it's concentrate like on what you're... It's like bowing a cello. Mm-hmm, exactly. You can't jiggle your boobies and speak in a cockneyed accent. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible. So she would have had to maybe anchor her boobs to her shirt or body somehow. Well, part you're of saying bit, to, to effectively pull off that accent. Well, the bit was that her boobies do jiggle a bunch. Yeah. So right. she had to think about... <laughs> yeah. The, she had to think about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because I was pitching that that um, idea to everyone in the writers' room who are Jig- all to jiggle all men. your boobs as a joke. Yeah, jiggle your boobs. I was like, hey, what do you think if I like have a thing where I talk about how Katie's Perry's breasts are kind of? I'm kind of tired of them. I was like, you guys, you guys are like sick of seeing them, right? And they all were like, no, no, no. Can I? Nobody <laughs> is sick of seeing them. You know, I, I have a, can I, I relate a story? I feel like I hadn't seen them before. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just don't spend a lot of time with Katy Perry. They, she, she, most of her appearances, most of her appearances, black carpet or red carpet. Black carpet's a different thing. It's a goth. It's a goth. Yeah, <laughs> right. When a Morrissey documentary <laughs> premieres, they have the black carpet. Exactly, and only then. And only then. But um, she's pretty much got the low, the low cut stuff on, which is fine. If I had boobs like that, I would have them out. But every once in a while, I'd probably wear. Something else, <laughs> maybe a shawl, a, a, nice, shawl. a light wrap. I wear a, I'd wear a, a deep caftan? neck. <laughs> I wear a Afghan. deep neck V from American Apparel. That would cover them up more than sure. what she wears. Can I, uh, can I relate a story yeah. about this? Is this is it's on the theme of you bringing up the breasts in mm-hmm. the writers' room and people looking at you like you're fucking crazy, <laughs> men looking at you like you're yes. fucking crazy. Uh, I. Was it stop me if I've told this before? Okay. I, I, it's, I'm, it's not, I'm not clear on what stories I've told. Jordan, <laughs> I'm gonna pause and just on that point. Apparently, I was reading our message board. Apparently, all of what we consider to be our stock stories, we have it, there's universal agreement we have not told okay, them. Okay, so we program. just tell them in bits and pieces because we're afraid we've told them before and yeah. the people are confused. Okay, so continue. <laughs> okay, th- I'm, I'll just tell this whole thing. Um, uh, I was at a, um, uh, for work, uh, probably something would have I would have gone to anyways. Uh, I was at like a a twenty fifth anniversary, twenty fifth. That sounds like too much. Twentieth anniversary of the Warped tour. That's better. Take the five years off. Twenty years. Yeah. Uh, makes me feel a little less. Eighties. Yeah. What was uh, the first year? First year of the Warped tour was what sixty five, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Headliners and the Papas. Dick Dale, Jan and Dean. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Love and Spoonful. <laughs> and uh. Fuck the band, the Offspring. There you go. Fuck. No, no, no. That's fine. You got it in there. You got can it. Do, in. Can we go back and then I'll say it like I thought of the name of the band because the joke is that they've been around since then. They've been around. Just a while. making their stupid little songs. Sure. Uh, 
Oh, that just God. imagine that he said that a second and a half before he actually said it. On right. It. Maybe right. Uh, edit it yourself in uh, GarageBand. Put up a do a mashup. Yeah. <laughs> Mark an in and out point. Do a mashup with that gay guy who's talking about the rapist. <laughs> uh, Antoine Dobson. Yeah. You're familiar with this meme. Uh, it's going to be the number one Halloween costume, I predict. Oh, yeah. I bet it will. Mm-hmm. Jesse, have you heard of this meme? No. Oh, this do you is... Know this, do you know the words? I don't. Uh-uh. Oh. Do you I know think I, I think I know it. It was an it was a it was a news report about this guy who's guys. Just, hold on. What? If this was important, I would know about. <laughs> yeah. I'm the viral video expert on IFC Television's The Grid. Sure. This is my area of expertise. Well, I mean, if you haven't I, heard of gay rapist guy, he he basically was overly excited, not excited, but angry about this. Rape. Rape. That alleged rape. It, attempted it, rape. Yeah, it was attempted rape. Some Someone had attempted to rape his sister. In the projects. In in Atlanta, uh, Georgia? Some, Alabama. One of those. One of those. Uh, anyways, and this... New Hampshire. And this, he, <laughs> this was a very, very flamboyant or gay said, man talking about... in New Hampshire. He says, he shouldn't have raped her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm a professional singer. Yeah, I can tell. Was not... You know, I think if you just nope. anchored your breasts a bit, that would yeah. be... Uh, you would you would get a, you'd a little more projection. Um, Aaron, sorry. Oh, uh, please don't be sorry. I think the story is taking longer than needed, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure most... We still have this warp Tour thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Which anyway. everyone's like, what was he going to... Hey, Jordan, yeah. let's keep them separated. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed that it. Was oh, off, uh, off Jan and Dean. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You're famous. Um, anyway, Autotune the News got a hold of this uh, kind of overly dramatic newscast from this guy and just d- made a song out of it. And it's, I think it's a legitimately good song. Um, oh, is this the one that charted? Yes. He's okay. climbing in I your windows. He's snatching your people up. <laughs> Gonna have to uh, something. So hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. And hide your husband because raping everybody out there. <laughs> That's pretty. That's it. He well, does, it was really he does a fun job. when Aaron gives. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> At the very least, I mean, if you get the 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 thing is, if you get a professional singer behind the microphone, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very deep voice for a woman. On the topic of <laughs> Katy Perry's breasts. Uh, I was at this thing, 25th anniversary of the Warp Tour, and they were, and the kind of the idea was to have uh, artists from from the Warp Tour's history. Uh, sure. Warp Tour has, has changed a lot. Um, it started out as 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 punk rock. Uh, I think you know, like an offspring was the headlining band back when. This is pre Pretty Fly for a White Guy when they were just going. They were just doing that. Yeah. Uh, Not the kind of punk rock that the the friendly kind of punk rock. Yeah, this is this is maybe halfway like between. Like a no FX. Yeah. Well, uh, well, this they enter into the story. Okay. Uh, so they're having bands from across the Warp Tour. Uh, no FX is the first band to go up, and uh, uh, also later on in the bill, Katy Perry. Katy Perry did the Warp Tour very early on in her career. Uh, uh, you know, because it has it, it is a kind of a changing thing, and it always kind of, I guess, is supposed to represent what 
a well, she's and what a shitty thirteen year old is into. She's the that year. she's the lady version of a thing like a a goofy bro is into. Yeah, sure. I, I, it fits. Like I think it makes sense, or it, at least maybe it made sense was, back when she originally came out. She was conceiving herself as a Gwen Stefani figure, it's, right? Absolutely. Perfect. I don't. I can't think of a better way than the Warp Tour to really shake your Christian upbringing and yeah, yeah, gospel. Sure. Recording background. Yeah, everyone knows wanna... that about her, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Common knowledge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I thought of something. Actual punk rock concert. Go that's a, that's a, maybe a better place. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, so uh, uh, first band on this as is No Effects, and the guys there to see No Effects are all late thirties, shaved heads, uh, boots up to their knees, uh, those types. Sure. Uh, real foul types. <laughs> Real just Wow, you said three things and then you labeled them as foul. Yes. <laughs> just You're aware of this kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Um anyways, but then the rest were the people were just kind of like you know, like mall kids. But there were this there was this significant chunk of guys there to see no effects and bad religion who were, you know, thirty five year old wife beater wearing I don't know if they abuse that. Right. They Alleged. do. Uh almost certainly. Anyways, so <laughs> The next man to go up after No Effects is um, some sort of side project from someone who is in Fallout Boy. Uh-huh. Uh, is it the drummer from Fallout Boy? Because the drummer from Fallout Boy made a record with this uh, white rapper from Alabama named Yellow Wolf recently. Hmm. I think it was the drummer from Fallout Boy. I, from what I understand, might have been from Blink-182. Might have been from Blink-182. I hear that guy has some sort of oddly credible hip-hop project okay, going well, on. Okay, well, one I, guy When from, I say credible, I mean I, I'm... One guy... That's from, kind of... It's unusual. Well, yeah, the, the white rapper from... Yellow Wolf is a very credible rapper. Sure. He's a great rapper. But uh, one guy from Fallout Boy definitely at one point made a song with The Roots that had a porn star in the video... And then they didn't put it on the album because people were so weirded out that the Roots would make a song with the guy from Fallout Boy Fallout with the porn star in the video. It was a it was a good it was a pretty good song. Okay, yeah, but it was weird. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so this Fallout Boy side project is on stage um, and gets booed off after two songs. Two songs they have to leave the stage. Mm. Uh, um, Devastating for any artist, right? I know <laughs> they got booed off. Booed off, yeah. At the twenty fifth anniversary celebration, yeah, ha- the- had to, had to leave a lot. Jeez. Yeah, things hurled at them. You, uh, did you hear them firsthand? Uh, I did hear them. And and could you describe what it sounded like? What I imagine Fallout Boy sounds okay. like. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Which I maybe only have a limited grasp on what that is. But this, I'm like, this seems like this is probably the same thing, I said to myself. So it, you, what you're saying is a lot like no FX, only 10 years later in the evolution of popular music. Sure, yes. I would say that in addition to their whiny singing part, there's also a screaming part. Right. Layers. So, okay. Yeah, have layers. Right. There's two parts. Dynamics. Um, Chiaroscuro, the light and the dark. <laughs> Thank you. A black and tan, yeah. if you will. Um, and I'm like, oh boy, Katy Perry's gonna get it. Uh, I mean, if, if, if they hate these Fallout Boys so much, what are they gonna think of Katy Perry? You think it's gonna be Tila Tequila at the Insane Clowns Posse. Exactly. Oh. I, I, I predicted that future event in my head. As I as I was anticipating Katy Perry's coming on stage, she came on stage and the audience could not have been more rapt, including me. <laughs> and the boobs certainly had a lot to do with it. Did she have on shorts and her boobs out? She had on like a little milkmaid dress. Uh huh. Sure. 
and you know what? Put on a great show during I Kissed a Girl, took a girl at, uh, uh, out of the audience and kissed her on stage. And, wow. Uh, Wait. Are I know. you telling me that during that song she actually kissed a girl? She did. I can only imagine that that was a one-time only occurrence. And I mean, she may have been putting on airs, but it seemed like she liked it. Woohoo! Um, so yeah, I mean, that is but, mildly risque. Absolutely, within very specific parameters. Um, so yeah, I, I I see that that she has some sort of power uh, that certainly are is derived from her boobs, but maybe not completely made up of her boobs. No, that cause her to be compelling. Anyways, anybody with big, beautiful boobs have power over men and women. I like to look at boobs. I was compelled by the boobs on Saturday Night Live. Sure. How could you not be? And uh, like I said, I had a, I wasn't really familiar with them before. Sincerely, I just don't I don't participate in the world. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um I just feel like if you're going to you watch the silent films of Zazu Pitts <laughs> and check out her gams. <laughs> That's where you get your Titillation. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, I know. Literally, thing. I literally masturbate to title cards. (laughs) (laughs) That is such an awkward visual. Um, I don't. I just don't want to sound like I'm a boob hater because I'm not. I just. I just think that she. I just. I'm just. You're just bored. Simply bored of them. Yeah. Right. It's like anything. If you buy a new Mercedes for a week, you're like, this is great, and then. Week two, you're and then like, you're like, nah, you want to throw I, a shawl or a sweater over the Mercedes exactly. because you feel like it's being tacky. Yeah, a turtleneck okay. or something. I get it. Yeah, I know. I can understand that. That's not unreasonable. It's not. Oh, it's not outrageous. It's like you two. They're doing kind of the same thing for a long time. It gets a little old. <laughs> so now they're doing it, but it's about Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> they are doing that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Aaron Gibson, guest, aficionado of boobs, etc. Good. Yeah, that's fine. It's a good start. Wait, do you think that I kind of like Aaron Gibson, etc.? <laughs> yeah, I kind of oh, do too. Okay, that's we'll kind of a fun nickname. That is we'll a little bit fun. Um, I want to talk about this amazing telephone experience that I had the other day. I it's it's sort of. Uh, it's sort of related in part to, Jordan, your question about to what extent you should engage people in the service industry mm. on things that aren't related to the service that they're providing for you. Okay. Oh, for for Aaron's benefit, we had a conversation earlier, uh, you know, whether or not to talk to the waiters, the bartenders, the cab drivers of the world. What do you get from those conversations? Is it worth it? Yeah, and also mm. wh- whether you're just bothering them, whether you're making their <laughs> life worse by – by keeping them from their work or what have you. Yeah. So I, um, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Today is my dog's birthday. Oh. It's my dog. Coco. Oh, thank you for taking the time out of the day. I mean, if I, my, I wouldn't have. My, did she have a dog cake? Uh, she did not have a dog cake, but uh, my mom made her a sort of dog scrapbook. Um. And uh, I was I was thinking there's something that I had been meaning to purchase for my dog uh, that I hadn't bought for, and I thought I know this is a good excuse. 
It's a birthday gift for my dog. Are you going to take her to the dog strip club, which is the dog park? <laughs> they don't have clothes on there. They don't. That's the dog sex club. I don't know if you've ever oh, been. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you've ever been to the dog park. Um, I guess the dog strip club is the pet store. Okay. <laughs> sure. You take your dog in there. That makes plenty of sense. Anyway. If anybody wants to write out sort of a full system of what a dirty place is for a dog, <laughs> if you want to build a whole a whole chart for us on sure. the forum, I What the human so. equivalent is. So my dog hates the rain, and she doesn't mind clothes, dog clothes. So it's not like she's always wearing dog clothes, but... We have put them on her, and she's she's fine with it. She's okay with it. She's not crazy about it, but she's okay with it. So I I knew. Do, is is there okay? Is there people who put dog clothes on dogs? Right. Is there some pretense of this is good for the dog in some way? Well, that's what I'm about to get to. I mean, okay. generally, sorry, speaking, I'm jumping the gun. As a general rule, no, and certainly. Certainly, Coco has a, a detective jacket. Okay. Um, uh, that actually was a, a gift from a couple of listeners that sent it in. Okay. Um, and uh, when she wears that, oh no, I lied. The strawberry t-shirt, it was a gift. Okay. Um, the detective jacket I just thought was funny at Target. <laughs> it was five ninety nine. Has she solved a lot of dog mysteries since she's had it? <laughs> I, just, I just love the idea that she's investigating. Does it have fake hands and like a... Uh, Sherlock no, Holmes. No, it's not like that. Oh, that would be funny if it had fake hands that came out with a little magnifying glass. Um, did she solve? Uh, did she solve the come, case of the of the come, rug that was too dry? Does it come with dog <laughs> heroin? Um, oh, to plan on a perp? No, no, for Sherlock Holmes. Maybe dog. Oh, oh right, right, dog opium. Is opium. that closer? They're, well, what no, did Sherlock he, Holmes do? But he, he shot, shot it up, hmm. which I think is the difference between opium and heroin. It's the same. Comes from the same thing. One is what you, this is the thing that you smoke. One is the thing that you inject. Dog ether. No, that's maybe that's not true. Oh, that's if he was playing dog Michael Caine in Dog Cider House Rules. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I I was gonna buy her a rain jacket, which is like you you buy it for like a hunting dog. Hunt the dogs that do like um, uh, bird retrieval. That do bird retrieval. They mm-hmm. wear like a little hunting jacket uh, out of like waxed canvas, and it keeps the rain off. Um, and so, you know, because uh, it's, it's always a hassle to have to drag, literally drag her outside <laughs> when it's even drizzling because she hates it so much. And uh, I thought this might make a difference. And plus, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I thought it'd be funny to see her in this thing. Sure. So I was going to buy this one from this company called Filson. And Filson is this company up in uh, Portland. They make really nice sort of hunting shit. Okay. So wait, so, so you... You are concerned that the rainy season is coming and your dog doesn't like the rain. So you yeah. want to get this thing. Okay. The rainy yeah. season being four days. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The rainy week. Um, and uh, although it's raining outside today. Hasn't come in the mail yet, but it's raining outside today. So, uh, and, and you know, I, I, I want to get her the nice one. So I'm getting this one from Filson. But I'm not above getting a discount. So I have to call this place. I have Filson luggage. So I knew where I could call to get a discount over the phone because Filson's one of these brands where you can't advertise a discount so that you can't just price search it on, on Google. You're looking at me like How I'm did you craziest. know that? How did because you know? Because I had bought the Filson luggage. But then they give you a secret 
when you buy it and, they, <laughs> and a number you can call? I bought something from them, from this company on eBay. Mm-hmm. And it came with a little flyer that says, if you want to give us a call on your next Filson purchase, we'll give you 20% off and free shipping. Oh, that's Which a good is deal. The most, most, they're allowed to, most they're allowed to discount it, I think. But you can't advertise the discounts. It's like it's like the Super Nintendo. You can't advertise the discounts. Sure. I just want to put that in terms that you'll understand. Thank you. You can go to Sears and buy it and get uh, and get for free Zelda Three: A Link to the Past. Exactly. I, I okay. So you know what I'm talking. About. Now I'm on board. So I call this company. <laughs> I fell asleep. I call this company. I don't remember where they are, but they're in. Let's call it a hunting place. Okay. Let's so loosely describe it as a hunting Vermont, place. Vermont, Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Okay. A more Tennessee type. And um, I've bought things from them in the past. They just couldn't be nicer. <clears throat> the nicest people you could possibly imagine. And uh, I'm buying this dog jacket. They got a special order it, you know, because they don't carry dog jackets, mm-hmm. but they can order whatever it is. And uh, he says, he says, give me your name and address. I say, Jesse Thorne. I give him my address. Los Angeles, California. And he says, and I want to be clear that he was being nice because it's going to sound like he was being a dick or like he was trying to make a point. Like I had ridden in a, I had ridden in a cab where the guy wanted to talk to me about Air America Radio and like Randy Rhodes. And I, I mean, that's my team, I guess. But even then, he was clearly trying to just say something because he liked the idea of saying something and, like, hearing himself say it like those fucking Republicans. You know what I mean? And he's got you in a cab and you can't go anywhere. Right, exactly. So, but this was not that. And that is the special characteristic that makes this interaction so bizarre and amazing. Mm -hmm. The guy goes, the guy says to me, uh, oh, I seen on on the news where... uh, we're out there in California. Y'all had a um, had somebody that was uh, supposed to get executed. Governor gave him a stay of execution, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I hadn't heard that. I knew that they were gonna, you know, I knew that they that the they had, you know, addressed the things that the Supreme Court was against, the state Supreme Court was against, or whatever." Because here in California, they had been using the gas chamber and switched to lethal injection, and in my head, I'm thinking, "What is this?" What benefit could this man get from talking to me about the death penalty? Maybe there's maybe there's just this other pro death penalty discount that he's that he wants to give you. <laughs> and and I said I He's said, like, I like, gotta make sure first though. I said uh, like, you passed the test, extra ten percent. I said, I oh I I heard about that and he said uh, and he go, he's pressing the issue. He goes like I guess y'all. I guess y'all hadn't had any uh, hadn't had any executions in a few years, or, or what have you. And I said, and I'm like, well, can we get to my credit card number? Can we please get to my yeah. credit card number? And he says to me, um, he's uh, and I say like, I say like, oh yeah, well I guess they just decided. I, I guess that the courts had decided that the um, uh, that the uh, that the gas chamber was cruel and unusual punishment and was just just too awful. Um, and I'm thinking, because in my head, I, I don't, number one, I don't want to agree with him because I personally, my per, I have p- strong personal convictions against the death penalty. Why didn't? Why did you not just say I hadn't heard of that? Or well, me not I speak was English? Trying to, <laughs> that was my only option. <laughs> me not speak English. <laughs> if I had thought of me not speak English. 
And but but what was weird because he was being nice. Okay. He was trying to. He was the, the tone. It. Like he you, lulled. He you. was. It was the same tone as if he. If I had still lived in San Francisco, I'd given my old address on Grove in San Francisco, and he'd said, "Hey, so the Giants just made the playoffs." Sure. It was that tone. It was like. Here's something I've heard about the place where you live. He wants to make small talk, but he chose a really morbid subject. He chose the death penalty. Not just morbid. I mean, yes, granted. It is extremely morbid. Because you are buying a dog jacket. There's no connection (laughs) to those two things. If he wanted to talk to me about coffins, that would solely be morbid. But there's not a lot of controversy in the subject of of coffins. If I were him, I would say, what kind of dog you got? That's what I would have yeah, asked. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. It's been raining. And and it just... What's the... We- I, is the muck, Taint California usually sunny? <laughs> the muck and mire only got deeper. And he goes... He says... He says to me... And again, in the sweetest tone of voice. And I've had nothing but positive experiences with these people. Just very nice people. Oh, these people. Goes, the prejudice comes out. <laughs> oh, he was black. And I'm talking about blacks. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, he says, he says to me, he says to me, yeah, well, he he says, yeah, well, this one fella, I read where, I read where, uh, he raped and murdered a teenage girl. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you just gas him or shoot him or whatever you have to do and do it right now. What? When's my dog jacket coming? (laughs) I'm ordering a dog jacket. (gasps) Sir, do you have lunch breaks with other people you could discuss this with? Yeah, is there anyone else within earshot of you? And it was so, because that is an interaction that usually comes up in one of two contexts. One is the context where the person is just assuming that everyone agrees with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just so clueless that he just starts saying things, you know, just like, well, I met a Negro the other day, and don't you know, he's lazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, he had on a great hat. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like thoughtless racism or what have you, where you're just assuming that everyone's going to be on board. That wasn't this. I think it was, it must have been clear. It didn't feel like. It didn't somehow didn't feel like he was assuming that anyone would agree with him. He just wanted to say it. He didn't wasn't picking a fight, mm-hmm. and I, that was weird yeah. because you normally wouldn't bring this up in conversation with anyone unless you were picking a fight or you already knew that they were on your same side. So I could talk about this with my wife, but I might not even talk about it with Jordan because I don't know Jordan's feelings about the death penalty. Yeah. And you certainly wouldn't just segue right into it after a nice, lovely, uh, very vanilla conversation about something and as innocent as a Exactly. And Lord yellow. knows I wouldn't do it with Jordan. The guy's only offering 10% on Filson products <laughs> off. Right. I don't deserve your conversation. <laughs> you have... Is that what you're saying? And he wasn't just announcing it to like, just because it seemed like he wanted to announce it. It seemed like what was going in his mind was... He genuinely wanted to think of something friendly to say, and something misfired, and he started talking about rape, murder, and probably one of the top three most controversial public policy issues in this nation. Oh, I I had a similar incident with a 
continental rep after uh do tell oh I'll, let me make this uh long story short but uh my husband who's jewish and myself are flying back to la from houston a gentleman behind now, me are you jewish no thank god right <laughs> can we talk about the jews right sure. now <laughs> we can no one Absolutely. else is listening right yeah um you have to to subscribe to this podcast uh you have to type in a bible verse from memory <laughs> new testament only so well that's i mean it's a safeguard that is a very good segue into what this gentleman was doing behind us which he was reading aloud from the bible the story of david and goliath to a child, a child okay who was not that's, his oh wait he, a minute what he was a stranger he was sitting in the aisle seat there was a small boy and his grandmother in the window he starts the gentleman starts reading david and goliath to this boy and then keeps getting louder and louder. And you hear the grandmother say, could you please not do that? Could you please not do that? Et cetera, et cetera. We're, it's kind of escalating. He's getting louder and louder. So he's essentially forcibly reading the Bible to this boy? Yes. Do you he's know Bible raping this boy. Yes, he's Bible raping this Do you Bible know how the boy feels about this? Is it clear? That if he, is he enjoying it? Is he asking no, no. questions? Or is he just well, sitting there? What do tears and crying and hysterics usually mean? Is that good or bad? You can't tell with kids. Yeah. They listen to all this gloomy music. (laughs) Uh, You know, they listen to all this Fallout Boy side project. listening to the Smiths. Sure. And who knows? He's with his grandmother. I don't know if he doesn't have a dad in this situation, if there's other mixed emotions with the stranger reading to him. So the stranger has started reading. Maybe he had a dad that abandoned him, and that dad was a Palestinian giant. See? (laughs) Sure. So many things you can just assume uh, this... uh, Poor five-year-old. So anyway, the grandmother gets upset, calls the stewardess. The stewardess doesn't... And is he still reading out of yes. the Bible at this point? Yes. Wow. Stewardess does not see a problem with this, asks him to please stop in a way that's like, kind of like, doesn't think it's a big deal for some reason. And then the guy goes crazier. He's like, well, this boy needs to know if something happens in air that he, that that the Lord, he needs to be saved before we go... Uh-huh. And, and so, and then by David and Goliath. Yes, Wait a minute. Yes, a white dude, a white Christian dude that says like you know got Jesus on a shirt or something like yeah, that. Yeah. One of those stupid uh, campaigns that that they just grabbed onto. So the stewardess. Where's the Jesus? Yes. Where's yeah. the Jesus? Instead of beef, raising <laughs> beef with Jesus. Really old slogan too. Jesus, we try harder. <laughs> sure. God, I almost said God. Can Jesus. you hear me now? Jesus. <laughs> sure. And it's a guy praying into a cell phone. Um, oh, she still doesn't see a problem with it. We're about to take off. And my and I just got really... My, and my husband was like kind of freaking out. By the way, he was recording it all on his... He, he, we have a DVX 100. And he's recording it Whoa, all. Whoa, you got the DVX 100. Yeah. Mm, Maybe you've heard good. of it. I got the DVX 50. So you guys are doing pretty well, good. Yeah, we got, we got two inputs, all that stuff. You sure. Know. Right to the deck. Um, Two inputs. Enough about your sex life. <laughs> Hello. Keep that in the bedroom. Jordan, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be at Chuckles in Montana all next week. There is probably a Chuckles in Montana. I bet. Um, so anyway, we I basically got them to stop the plane so we, me and my Jewish husband could get off the plane because they weren't going to stop it. And uh, anyway, I called Continental when I got home and I just explained to them. I was like, I'm really... I was like, there are terrorists out there, and you're letting this guy, because he's white, just rant and rave over the Bible. I was like, I was, I, I think I said, I don't think that's cool. Um, <laughs> but but he he was like kind of understanding. But and, you, the, and, and the Continental Rep said, 
Well, if you come by on Sunday at noon, we've got a whole band. <laughs> um, I think you're really going to enjoy sure. it. It's not preachy. It's not preachy. We have Brie <laughs> afterwards. There's some Brie and crackers. That's kind of what he did say because he was like, it was Easter weekend and he was like, well, let's just thank Jesus that you got to come back home and spend Easter Sunday with your mom. And I was like, I think I'd prefer free tickets or something to yeah. make this a little Bumped easier. Up the first class? Yeah. I don't think like uh, someone ranting and raving in a terrorist kind of way and you're not taking him off is like a sign from God. Wow. Um, what a backwards like thought process. Now, I, I want to clarify one point. Yes. You realize that this is a story from the Hebrew Bible, which is for both Jews and Christians. So I oh, don't I, understand what your boyfriend's problem, where your husband's problem was. Um. Well, I guess neither of us are very well versed in the Bible because we were very offended. Well, you're a god hater. Yeah. If it was from a book of Satan, we would have known exactly what was going on. Sure, if he was reading aloud from the Karma Sutra <laughs> or uh, the Anarchist's Handbook. Oh, we know or... all the recipes in that. Sure, we know how to make so many kinds of plastic <laughs> explosives you and things what? around our house. I want to. I want to make a point in favor of religion. Anarchist cookbook. Sorry. I want to make a point in favor. Handbook. I said handbook. Yeah. Cookbook. Sorry. I want to make a point in favor of religious tolerance. Offspring. Last week on this program, uh, Jordan and I made a lot of nonsense jokes uh, that could have been interpreted as being at the expense of the Mormons, the Mormon people. Sure. And some pretty straightforward comments that were certainly at the expense of Salt Lake City. Sure. Uh, which is the heart of Mormon culture in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we got... Not one, but several nice emails from Mormons telling us they enjoyed it, thought we kept a nice, respectful tone, despite the fact that we were obviously being disrespectful. (laughs) And uh, so I want to thank those nice Mormons that emailed us. How nice of you. Like, we were obviously we were just being goofy. We have no opposition to the Mormon faith. Sure. Um, But I was like, hey. Way to really show yourselves, Mormons. Good looking out. Wow. Thanks a million. What a healthy sense of humor they have. I know. Well, There's... at least these 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 folks that emailed us, we probably lost a thousand Mormon listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. We... Yeah, Mormons are like dominoes, man. Once once one topples, I mean, the rest go. <laughs> you got to be careful. We could lose a significant chunk of our listenership. You're thinking of Southeast Asian communists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so specific. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Aaron Gibson, etc. Um, I went to Denver this week sure. for the Public Radio Program Directors Conference. Uh, the Public Radio Programs Directors Conference was a uh, nightmare. Um, it was really the worst. Sure. Um, every, you look, everyone in public radio is nice. Uh, but what happens is when you're a programmer and you go to the program director's conference, mm. uh, no one wants to talk to you uh, because they know you're gonna, just going to try and pitch them your show. Oh, okay. Mm. So it's, really, it's a really brutal thing. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, it, was, it was rough. I met some nice folks. Talked to our friend John Moe from Twitter. Oh, hey. Uh, he's the host of the Marketplace Tech Report these days. I might go out on a limb and say funniest dad on Twitter, John Moe. He's a great dad. I mean, look. I'm going to say Scott Simpson, maybe. Oh, yeah. No, okay. 
They're, um, the, but they're top both, five they're, funny dads. Top five funny dads. They're both. Uh, they're both very very funny dads. I mean, I know. Uh, okay, I okay. I know we don't want to spend too much time talking about Twitter. Okay. I feel like John Moe's Twittering is characterized by dadness, whereas Scott Simpson's is not. Okay. So when I say funny Twitter dad, I mean someone who's primary or let's say just 51% is composed of dad-related jokes and jibes. Also the occasional uh the occasional heartwarming uh joke about how one of his children is a little person. Sure. Uh and it'll be like funny and also heartwarming because it reminds you of how much this dad loves his children. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really it's really it's a nice it's a nice feat. Mm-hmm. It's, I think we can all agree. Anyway. It's a nice feat. I had a great time talking with Glenn Washington from uh, Snap Judgment, uh, his new NPR PRX show. Uh, Glenn actually came to Max FunCon. So folks who were at Max FunCon last year might have met him. He is just the nicest guy you could ever hope to meet, and people should check out his show, Snap Judgment. It's sort of uh, – it's this the, the log line is storytelling with a beat. Hmm. It is like a more urban and mannered This American Life. Um, and uh, went to his show. I enjoyed watching his show. It was really nice to talk to Glenn Washington. But overall, the conference was horrible. It was a horrible <laughs> nightmare. I I did. Find yeah, out, that's what we want to hear about, Jesse Dish Dish I, girlfriend. We I, don't want to hear about who was nice. We want to hear about who was a nightmare. I did find out that one guy from PRI, Roger, recently bought a biplane. So that oh. was pretty exciting. No, that's pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good news. But uh, the good news is about this Denver trip, we had a meetup. And we went to uh, Sweet Action Ice Cream mm. there in Denver. Um, and uh, the folks from uh, Sweet Action Ice Cream are a very friendly couple who moved to Denver from Brooklyn a couple years ago, decided to open uh, 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 an ice cream store because they've always loved making ice cream at home. Their names are Sam and Shia. And they could not have been nicer. There's a wonderful ice cream store. They made me Dr. Pepper ice cream. Delicious. Sp- to commemorate the meetup, they made special Dr. Pepper ice cream. Uh, th- I also had something <clears throat> called uh, salted butterscotch that was, oh my God, was it good. Hmm. Outrageously good. Apparently, Better than Scoops? Apparently it's their, <laughs> here's the thing. Scoops here in Los Angeles is an ice cream store uh, known for its crazy flavors. Um, Every t- I have tried to go to Scoops a few times. It's one of those places that's just open whenever the fuck it wants to. Yeah, it's open I have until not... they run out of ice cream. Okay, and then they anyway close. But yeah. makes me want it more. Like anyway, and, oh, it's very elusive. Thing. Unlike those, unlike most of those things in <clears throat> Los Angeles, I I will put it in the category of delivers, not bullshit. Um, <laughs> so it's not annoying in there at all. Uh, the people are super nice, and the guy who's who runs the whole shebang is really nice. It's great. Only failing, it's gelato, not ice cream. Mm. And at the end of the day, uh, A plus gelato is about as good as a B minus ice cream. Not enough fat. Not enough fat in there. I see that. That's ice cream's secret ingredient, fat. And in the case of the Blizzard and the Twister, candy bits. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it was this really great venue. We had literally dozens of people come out to this thing, which Mm. is, you know, we never know how many people are going to come. Sure. It's a little, I mean, you know, it's unusual to come out to a meetup every time, right? You know, you don't don't know what it's going to be like. Sure. Um, But we had dozens of people. Uh, A 15-year-old boy uh, had me record a Facebook video. His mom brought him. Nice young man. Um, uh, Somebody, how about this? Somebody who wasn't there for the meetup heard me recording the Facebook video and saying, hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, marginal internet celebrity, 
And then the guy came up to me afterwards. He said, you're Jesse Thorne from The Sound of Young America? And I'm like, yes. You're here for the meetup, right? And he's like, no, no, I'm here for some ice cream. So that was great. Wow, is this going to just turn into a bunch of stories about how famous you are, Jesse? Great. <laughs> this is what we all want to hear about. And I feel like places for you to get recognized or or uh, known would be an ice cream place. I'd also say like a like a gourmet pizza parlor. Sure. I'll give you a list of the places oh, for me I, to get Oh, look at me. I get, a, I get a discount when I order dog jackets. What a charmed <laughs> life you lead, Jesse. <laughs> I um, get spit on when I walk down the street. How do you think this makes me It's true. Feel? I've done it to him. Yes. I don't think I, don't think I had... And Aaron is my closest friend. I don't so. think I had ever been recognized outside of, um, of, outside of line at the Upright Citizens Who Great Theater. That's it. <laughs> That's the one place yeah. where I'm So this is special because it's Denver. It's in the middle of the mountains. Exactly. Sure. So a, a, a young lady named Kate uh, asked a special favor of us, mm-hmm. and, and it was that... We do a segment where I, you were referred to only as Jord, okay, and I am referred to only as Jess. All right. Um, Does your family call you Jess? My family calls me Jord. Really? Yeah. Um, I call you Gordon sometimes lately. Sure. Um, I kind of feel like maybe you're ambivalent about that. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay, cool. I yeah, just yeah. don't want to do it if you if you feel bad about it because I really do enjoy it and it's really not. There's no. It's not a slam. No, there's nothing slammy about it. It's really nice to say Gordon sometimes. I get it. Aaron, what do you have a family nickname? Uh, no, but Air Bud, Air Bud, Air Bud, or Air Butt, whichever cousin you are. And uh, but no, most people call me Gibson. Oh, okay. But that's not really a nickname. I like to refer to myself. I like to give people names that are just like one or two letters off from their name. So I call myself Urban Globson. Uh huh. See how that would work. Like that's kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. Um, and so it, it was great, and uh, it, everyone missed you being there, George. Sure. And um, I'm I, sorry to disappoint them, Jess. <laughs> there was that was seamless thing, integration of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the not other a, thing she asked was that we not reveal why we were doing it. That no. was part oh, of her dream, yeah. but I mean that's unrealistic. Sure. Um, but, uh, George, if I can tell you the, the one other thing that, that happened to me that was amazing in you Denver, may. I went to this diner down the street from, uh, down the street from, uh, the ice cream place. Mm-hmm. First of all, I went to this fancy restaurant right down the street from the, the ice cream place. I can't remember what it's called, but just walk down the street from the ice cream place and turn into the restaurant with the trees inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really wonderful. It was like a fancy restaurant, expensive. But worth it. Were it the trees growing or were they in pots? Were they growing from under the ground? Neither. Okay. They were, hovering. They were, Hover trees. They were wood wood tree sticks, tr- trunks, if you will. <laughs> tree sticks. Is it no, no. This tree sticks correct. From floor to ceiling throughout the restaurant, no explanation. Just uh, also a lot of lanterns. Mm. Wow. Also, get a load of this. They had a potty. Outside the potty, there was a sink. And the sink, instead of having a faucet... Just had some like of those of those ball and chain deals yes. that that are attached to uh, a sink plug, um, but they were going all the way from the ceiling. It was high ceilings, mm. like fifteen feet above you. A, a, a sort of a, a, a maybe a dozen or eighteen of these things all hung together at slightly different lengths, and you tugged on a rope, and water went down that from up in the ceiling. All the way down and dripped onto your hands. So it's a, it turned a, a very simple hand washing 
into transaction a into a magical <laughs> work of art. Yes. They should do that in the restaurant, but with gravy. I w- <laughs> Just whatever you got. I went to Just a restaurant. Dump some gravy on I it. went to a restaurant down the block from there uh, that was that sort of situation. It was a real gravy restaurant. Sure. It was gravy themed, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife and I, my, my wife Teresa and I sat down. So to you order went from dinner. this fancy restaurant to the ice cream parlor to the diner. We we were much... we went from the ice cream parlor to the fancy restaurant, and okay. then later we were hanging out in the neighborhood of the okay. ice cream parlor because we had a few hours to kill in Denver. We figured, well, these these nice folks that open this ice cream parlor, they probably know the cool restaurant, the cool area in Denver. No. This may have been the cool area of Denver. I don't know how cool Denver is though. Is it downtown? No, downtown is sort of like San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's like a real That's the only place I've Main been. Street USA type situation. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the best thing. Everything looks like it's a chain, but it's not. It's weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, it is weird when something is like, I know this isn't a chain, but you want it to be. It's but there's also, chairs on your walls. I'll tell you what there was a lot of in downtown Denver that I didn't necessarily expect. Granted, I had this ex- picture in my mind of Denver as being like a big metropolitan Portland, mm. um, which, as I understand, is a different city in Colorado, like Boulder or something like that. I'm, I'm, it's now been explained to me. But the thing that I did not expect to find in Denver, outside of the context of our meetup, which was just full of awesome people, um, was walking around in downtown Denver. Just There were just a lot of white people that scared me. Mm. Just a lot of scary white people. A lot of methy white people. Is I'll that what you're a, saying? I'll give you a good... Methy. I'll, yeah, I'll Are give they you methy? a good... They were sort of methy. Methy. Yeah. Um, it was sort of cut you soon as look at your types. All right. If, we were talking earlier about the rapper Yellow Wolf. A lot of fuck me, fuck you types. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking earlier about the rapper Yellow Wolf. If you go onto Google and Google for a picture of Yellow Wolf, Y-E-L-A-W-O-L-F, That'll give you a good picture of about mm. 50% of the population of downtown Denver. Mm. Just some real shady-looking characters. Some real... I saw a guy in an insane clown posse basketball jersey. Never good. Yeah. That was dangerous. So I went into this diner, and uh, my wife, the, this sort of... It's sort of like a classic kind of Greek diner, yeah. which I didn't know was a thing until recently because it's not a thing in the, on the West Coast. Okay. But I think, you know, like a Greek diner is a thing. Sure. In Denver, it makes sense. Sure. And uh, this lady comes up to us and she's maybe, she's like a real diner waitress type lady, only a little squatter than you might imagine from that description. So she's like 60-ish. You know, she's definitely wearing some support hose. Um, and she asks us what we'd like to drink while we look at the menus. And... I just asked for water. Mm. My wife says, do you have ginger ale? And the woman pauses and said, no, but I can make some for you. What? Wait, what? Excuse me? You can make some for us. I mean, that's just like, she's just going to mix Coke and Sprite, right? (laughs) That's what she's, so, so, okay. So we say, excuse me. Sure. Genuinely confused at the prospect of her making ginger ale. I'm picturing ginger. Sure. I'm picturing... Giant barrels and stills. Yeah. Um, and she says, she says to us, almost contemptuously, well, we've got Coke and we've got Sprite. 
<gasps> and that's all that ginger ale is. Oh. What? Did you know that? I did not know. I did not know the story going into it. I'm sorry for spoiling the punchline. That was okay. I, I'm still amazed, though, that that's a thing. She said that to me as though that were as plain as the nose on my face. As though everyone knows that all ginger ale is is Sprite with a little bit of Coke in it. But I don't even buy that. Did you, did you drink it? Yeah, I don't okay, either. number one, I mean, talking about buying it. No, that is not true. <laughs> ginger ale is like Sprite with gingery flavor in yes. it. Yes. It's sugar water, which is what Sprite is, with gingery flavor. Right? That's straightforward. That's what ginger ale is. Sure. Yeah. There's no ginger. And even Coke itself, there's no ginger essence to it, you know? There's, how could you extrapolate that it could make yeah. that? Yeah. So, maybe that she's just shooting for the color. She wants that could, to, I mean, that could just be like, oh, I want something clear but a little brown. But she's specific. She says, that's, 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 all, that's all ginger ale is. She said it like like as though almost as though she thought You're, that we were all in the palm of the ginger ale lobby. Mm, you had and not. You were paying. That, you were paying high ginger ale premiums. Yeah. When you could have just been making it at home by mixing Coke and Sprite. Exactly. And so my wife is like, "Oh no, that's okay," because it's weird. She made a good. She's good just gonna, She's just gonna have some water. You know what I mean? I'm not going to have a glass of Coke and Sprite mixed. There's no need for a glass of Coke and Sprite they charge you twice for, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. I always get mad when I get charged more for an Arnold Palmer. Unfair. Absolutely. Uh, Same amount of liquid. Same caliber of liquid, too. I feel like those are both equally expensive. Like, iced tea and lemonade are both equally expensive, so why are you charging me more to mix them? So... I guess labor fee. There's a labor (laughs) fee. (laughs) Plus, you got to account for the cost of the swizzle stick. Sure. Handling. Um, so she brings us, she brings me my chicken fried steak and my wife, her scrambled eggs and hash browns. And she brings us a ginger ale. (laughs) It's on the house. Mm. She just wants to prove to you that you're a fucking idiot. Two things were remarkable to me about this, about this experience of tasting it. Number one, it is definitely not ginger (laughs) ale. It's not where ginger ale comes from. That's not ginger ale. Mm. Number two, it does taste kind of like ginger ale. (laughs) I felt pretty embarrassed because I was like, well, this is clearly not ginger ale. And it it does, it is ginger ale-like to the extent that if someone had just served that to you and told you same thing. And you were impressionable and young. Let's say you were a Greek immigrant. Sure. You were a 19-year-old Greek immigrant who'd never had ginger ale. Great example. All you'd ever had is souvlaki. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe you'd believe it. I don't. But I, I have to go do this right after. I have to go Mixed to a gas station. Right. Do you know what the percentage is? Is it? It's not one-to-one, certainly. It's more Sprite than Coke, I'd imagine. No, it's mostly Sprite with a splash of Coke. Okay. Mm, okay. Well, I'll experiment at the Exxon. Yeah. <laughs> the other great thing that happened to me at the meetup was I met this uh, this nice lady who's a Lutheran pastor just down the street, mm-hmm. um, and she has she was covered in tattoos. She had like full sleeves, mm. and they were all uh, they were all icons. They were all religious icons, Christian mm-hmm. icons. Um, they were really impressive. And I'm talking to her. She knows about this hippie church that I used to work at in mm-hmm. San Francisco. Um, she knows people from there. We're chatting about that. 
end of the conversation, she hands me her business card. I put it in my pocket. You know, I, I, what, it's nice of her to give me her business card. I, she was a ple- really cool, ple- pleasant lady. Seems like a great Lutheran pastor. I'm not probably going to be in Denver looking for a place to go to a Lutheran service. But um, she hands me her, her, her card. I take it out a couple days later from my pocket. I look at it. The slogan, her slogan on her business card is, Fuck me, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And Jordan, this may be just a direct play for your heart, Mm. but uh, the slogan on her business card is, uh, we're not spiritual, but we are religious. Oh, that's good. I like that. Right? You gotta love it. How can you not love that? That's good. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, there's that kind of annoying thing that... I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is is taking it back. Mm. Anyway. Oh, it I get was it now. Great. How I many, really supported it. How many tattoos were on her card? There were no tattoos on her. <laughs> Did the card, card have sleeves? Hey, now, this was a cool lady. Oh sure, Matt. we talked about different shit that gays should be able to do. <laughs> oh well, thank like God sexually. She's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God she's living in Denver. Yeah, spreading that. She's she's teaching the she's teaching the Kutcha people. Oh, about oh. how you should have a gay priest. Do you think she can get through to them with all their drug problems? <laughs> she can relate to them. She's cool. She's come Sundays at noon. There's Brie. Yeah. Did you get any background on her? Like why why the tats? Well, she's like she's a, she's just a tat type lady. She wasn't like a biker a, a biker biker chick. Like had a real hard life and then was like, well, God, it's time for God. No, because all the they tats, were religious. The tats oh, were right, all right, right. Religious icons. So it was like it, they were pretty impressive. I was pretty impressed, I have to admit. Sure. She was impressive. And she was with this uh, uh, this other Lutheran pastor that she brought along with her. They were sort of nice pastors. Anyway. What did he look like? Uh, he looked like... Uh, did he, he look alternative? He looked like... No, he looked like about how I would imagine a, a, a Jordan Jesse Go fan would look like. He's pretty skinny. <laughs> this slim guy. Didn't look, s- like, didn't look like he participates in a lot of physical activities. Mm. Uh, mostly Bible study. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pale, um, pale, and in, in its uh, a broad appearance? smile. Oh yeah, a broad and sincere smile. Real a sweet happy guy. guy. Um, anyway, all of that to say this: uh, it was so great that me and Teresa are going to uh, Washington D.C. for a wedding, mm. um, and we decided to have a Max Fund meetup while we're there. Uh, so, if you're in Washington D.C., you have to be listening to this promptly. Uh, the meetup is on October seventh from five thirty. To no, from seventh five thirty to seventh five thirty p.m. to seven p.m. on October seventh at a place called Science Club near Dupont Circle. Now, why not two two full hours? Why an hour and a half? Hour and a half is a nice nice length. Okay, it's easy. It's enough time for people to come in and come out, but then people don't feel like, like they can just show up two hours after it starts. Sure. And you've, like, it's enough time to decide who's cool, who you're going to invite to the after party. Oh, after Cracksworth. party. Yeah. I'm going to invite Cracksworth to the after party. Yeah. It's going to be me and Cracksworth, my mm-hmm. pal Cracksworth. Sure. Cracksworth is going to be there, by the way. For fans of the Max Fun forums, both Evander and Cracksworth have confirmed to me their attendance. Man, if you can just get Mafu John in there, I know we got to buy him a plane ticket from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Um, These are all people. That is not a direct flight, I bet. These no, are, yeah, that's, that's a change. That's a change yeah, in Denver. Or somewhere. Be a These layover. are forum, forum celebrities. Oh, I, I, I gathered by their, uh, by their, by the fact that you weren't using their first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Cracksworth, Cracksworth, Evander's real name is is Evan. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And Cracksworth's name is Jenny, so I'll refer to them by their real names. Oh, I like their screen names. They're very, they're, they're very, they're, inventive. they're evocative. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, that's my favorite. Just reading people's screen names on YouTube comments. That's the that's the best. Mm. So Thursday afternoon, okay, uh, Doctor Truth. Okay, Aaron, you were mentioning before we started that you maybe have been getting a lot of YouTube flack for your Katy Perry comments. Best YouTube name that's slammed you? Oh, um, I, I, I couldn't even tell you. Mm-hmm. Fag Patrol. Fag Patrol. That's 420. Would, <laughs> 420. <laughs> a guy who's on Fag Patrol but likes to get high. Sure. <laughs> that's what that says. Before he goes out that on guy, patrol. That I gotta, guy is upset because he chose <laughs> Fag Patrol because he's patrolling for fags. But he, when he after he picked it, he's like, kind of makes me sound like a real fag. Yeah, the only time I actually pay attention to those names is when I get angry enough to decide I'm going to write something back. And the trick <laughs> is, the trick is when you're when you're dealing with irrational people on the internet is to use their screen name in your retort mm-hmm. because it makes them seem stupid. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, hey, Master Fag- Chief 69. Yeah. Hey, Master Chief 69. I couldn't help noticing that you're real angry. <laughs> um, anyway, come out and meet me and Teresa, Washington, D.C., and Environs on uh, Thursday, October 7th from 530 to 7 at the Science Club, which is not actually a social club. It is apparently a very cool like bar, restaurant, meeting space mix in a brown, big brownstone near DuPont Circle. So... Um, thank you to Denver, and uh, here's looking forward to uh, Washington, D.C. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan. Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Aaron Gibson, etc. 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 We're having fun. We're trying. We're doing some experiments in time signatures here on Jordan mm-hmm. Jesse Go. No, let's all intros. anchor our breast. Breasts. Uh-huh. Do our best Bronx accent. That's <laughs> from earlier. Uh, well, um, just so you know, Aaron, uh, we have a telephone line that we ask listeners to call in to, uh, 206-984-4FUN. Um, we're going to get into momentous occasions in just a moment, but we had just sort of an interesting variety of calls this week. So I picked out a few of what we, what would fall under the miscellaneous Mm. questions, queries, and statements category. Um, that I just thought were interesting things that I would like I, I would like to share. Uh, number one, everyone in the world has sent me the website with the maps to fruit. Um, there's this website I want to say it's called fallenfruit.org, uh, and literally I've gotten twenty of this email. So there's no need to inform me that there's a map to the fruit in Silver Lake, especially because I looked at the map, totally useless map. A horrible map. Like, did not make sense to me. It's got a thousand symbols, but it's also really abstracted. Um, It is really only for people who like the idea of making a map of fruit trees. Yes. Start sending Jesse that auto-tuned Rape Guy mashup instead. (laughs) Because he has not... You haven't seen that. 
No, I haven't. So it's, let's let's get to the miscellaneous You need to questions. see it. It's a delight. Oh, I need to say something about the lemons. So I took my fruit picker outside. Mm-hmm. I literally spent 90 minutes picking lemons. Mm-hmm. I brought, I bought, uh, I got basically. Quite a lifestyle you have here. You're getting recognized on the street. You get pet clothes discounts and you have 90 minutes to spend picking lemons. Uh, on the, th- I, I filled in. What Enjoy the- your ivory tower. I'm sorry. I filled. It sounds like fun. I filled an entire bag, like a grocery shopping paper bag-sized bag with lemons. Probably 100 lemons. They're pretty small. Um, And uh, I got upstairs. I started slicing lemons. The second lemon, my lemon juicer broke. I'm going out of town for a week tomorrow. And I have an entire... So if you guys need any lemons... I'll take lemons (laughs) because I like a lemon in my water every day. Oh, well, you do you have a juicer? I'm talking about a juice volume of lemons. I can take some lemons off of your hands. Okay. Can I feed a lemon to a cat? No, you're going to have to use cat food. I, I have to disagree but with you. I think you can le- feed a lemon, a lemon a, to a cat. I think you can too. Give me all of them. Okay. <laughs> How many cats do you have? Just one. Okay. Also, I'm... Well, I mean, she'll eat 10 lemons a day, right? That I, sounds... She'll get tired of them, but she'll take a bunch down at the beginning i think okay i'm sorry initial i'm also sorry that on the show last week i said pith when i meant zest mm. okay i'm sorry i apologize mea culpa sure <laughs> let's move on hey jordan jesse go this is zep in clarion pennsylvania one of my favorite segments of the show is what i like to call jesse explains rap music to indie rockers I've got a question, Jesse. Can you tell me why the Beastie Boys are not really talked about in the realm of rap music? Like, even when people talk about white rappers, they talk about <laughs> Vanilla Ice and uh, Eminem, but they don't bring up the Beastie Boys. And uh, I don't know. I used to listen to rap music a lot more, and I always thought the Beastie Boys were pretty great, and we put them up there with other more, like, acknowledged rap acts that I also enjoyed. So um, maybe you could explain that to me. Part B, back. I, mean, I can see calling Beck's music not in the genre of hip hop, but he's totally rapping, and I think he's doing a pretty, pretty good job. So, uh, yeah, look at what you have to say. Thank you. Bye. Oh boy, you've this touched a sore This guess is going to get ugly. <sighs> okay, why, let's start with the Beastie Boys. That's a that's a more important issue here. Okay. Oh no, we're going to start with Beck because it's the less important issue. Sure. Number one, Beck is. Beck is is talk singing or semi rapping, but he is not a good rapper by any measure. He's sort of funny and amusing at talk singing or doing whatever he is, but that guy is closer. That guy is closer to my fair lady than he is to a rapper. So that'd be great for that analogy if there was a rapper whose name sounded like my fair lady. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'll just take this opportunity to say it's closer to My Fair Lady than Glasses Malone, which is my favorite current rapper. All right. Name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's a pretty good rapper, but it's a better rapper. Yeah, I get that. Um, uh, West Coast gangster rapper, by the way. Mm. Glasses Malone. Current, current um, guy, for, or did you... Current guy. This is a new rapper. You know, two years old his career is, I would say. So... Uh, Let's leave Beck aside. We're going to leave Beck aside. Okay. I don't need so to. You're get... just saying he's in. This guy's incorrect. 
That's yeah. It's just a. It's just a. It's just a whole other thing. Sure. I don't hate Beck. I actually kind of like Beck. I think everybody kind of likes Beck, right? Hard to hate. Yeah. Uh, but it's not rap music. Not even close. Uh, not nothing related to it. It's nothing. It's just a whole other thing, unrelated. It's Debbie Harry. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. There was a time when the Beastie Boys were rappers. Okay, and they were part of the rap world. This time was 1986. They were roughly equivalent to the Fat Boys. Um, I don't know if you know the Fat Boys hits uh, or their signature <laughs> beatboxing style. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Beastie Boys were they were the white guys of rap in 1986. Now, I want to be clear. In 1986... You did not have to be good at rapping to become a successful rapper. Um, even Run DMC, the Rodney most... Dangerfield was the was the, yes. the most popular rapper at one point, right? <laughs> to With say his nothing, hit rap and Rodney. <laughs> to say nothing of uh, John Wayne had a successful rap album, mm. um, uh, or a John Wayne impersonator. I know. God, fuck off, you fucking pedant, sending me these emails. Um, but in 1986. You didn't have to be good at rapping. Even the sort of like the best rappers like Run DMC weren't especially good at rapping. Um, and mm-hmm. they were, they were, it's more, it was more just kind of a general party aesthetic. Okay. Is what it was. I think around 1987, people were like, what if you rapped, but it was also a cool thing in and of itself and not just a silly thing you did to make, uh, you know, a repetitive breakbeat more interesting. You know what I mean? I'm not dissing any old school rap. I'm just saying, you know, Cool Mo D is pretty much the start. And I know that his career started before 1986. But 1987 around then is when things get interesting. Your Rakims, your, you know, there's th- your Big Daddy Canes. People are getting sort of polysyllabic. The lyrics are starting to have content, et cetera, et cetera. So in that context, in the context of the Fresh Fest in 1986, the Beastie Boys are rappers. So then what are they now? They're guys in a rock band. Oh. They're guys... Since 1987, hmm. the Beastie Boys have been guys in a rock band. They are horrible rappers. They rap like... They were bad rappers in 1986. I want to be clear. In the context of a world where you did not have to be a good rapper to become successful, but things were rapidly changing, in 1986, they were rapping like it was 1981. They have always been bad at rapping. This guy is going to be so disappointed with this answer. Don't you think this caller is yeah. going to be? And no, I think I think he, I think he, I think he kind of likes it. I feel like he was. This is kind he of he was baiting. This is like chewing a cold. Yeah. Star. Okay. He the you know what you're getting into the Beastie Boys <laughs> and and a, you know what I want to say something about the Beastie Boys. I'm not really opposed to the Beastie Boys in general. I think if you want to like... They do all that good work for Tibet. <laughs> sure. They and ladies' fu- rights, They yeah. were on Futurama that one time. Yeah, you know, I mean... Yeah, I, ladies' rights. I understand, you know, uh, it, Paul's Boutique was an interesting use of sampling and was uh, very revolutionary as long as you're not considering public enemy. Um, you know, like, they've, they've made really interesting records given the fact that they're horrible at rapping. They've really done the best they could with that. I think, you know, like, you don't see... The Fat Boys, for example, I mean, sure, making a video the where they boys, dress up like giant robots. The Fat Boys had um, the Fat Boys had a song with the Beach Boys, and they had the Fat Boys are back. Mm. Um, so they did have two second and third phases of their career, 
but nothing like the Beastie Boys. But like the Beastie Boys, it's like it's like uh, they're closer to ACDC. It's not rap music. That's why they don't get counted as rap. They're rapping, but this is every Beastie Boys song. Jordan, you can help me with my signature impression. I can. You, I know, no. I know. I, I used to be a very big Beastie Boys fan. I'm, 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 I'm shocked a, to hear this and look, attitude from anybody. We all have a lot of fun watching the sabotage video. I'm not putting down the sabotage video if that's what you think. Well, if you, I think if you are in comedy, you can appreciate some that their lyrics are a little no, funny. No, not really. They're not as sometimes we talked about this one time before several years ago on the show, and somebody sent me an email with some great Beastie Boys lyrics. They're not. They're nothing. Do you think they're fun to say? That's how. That's what I like. <laughs> I, I think, think they probably are pretty fun. Real fun to a, say. The Beastie Boys have a winning rock and roll attitude. Mm-hmm. They don't have a winning rap attitude. They don't seem like rappers, even in their winning charms. Their charms are rock and roll charms. It's different aesthetics. It's a different thing. Every Beastie Boys rap sounds like this. Meh, 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 meh. Okay. Yep, I have to give it to you. The Beastie Boys, it's settled. And again. They seem like great guys, mm-hmm. and while I don't really like rap mu- rock music that much, if you're a rock music fan, you enjoy their rock music, good for you. They seem like great guys. It I was could see cool how it would be fun. when they played Sabotage in that new Star Trek movie. Hey, hey, hey. It's, it's fun. The Beastie Boys are fun. It's a fun thing. It's not rap music. They would probably be really pissed at me for saying that, but it's just the reality. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. It's Aaron from New Mexico. Uh, I'm about to have to give a best man speech here in two weeks, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I thought I'd turn to some of my favorite guys, uh, comedy-wise, and and get some uh, good ideas from you guys. So please help me out. Keep it up. Jordan, this one's for you. Oh, good. Jordan, you're the king of the best man. Sure. You've given Mm 7,000. Best mm-hmm. man speeches because mm-hmm. you're much you because you're broadly beloved, sure, and because all your high school buddies married early. Mm-hmm. I've actually no, I've I've given two best man speeches. Okay, uh, one for my best high school buddy and one for my best college buddy, who is Jesse. Um, so yes, I've given uh, I've given two best man speeches. There's two more than I have. I don't have any friends, so go, keep going. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, my high school buddies. Excuse me. I don't have any marriageable friends. Sure. Um, uh, no one who anyone would want to marry. Um, my high school buddies... Jordan, I say that only because you're so much of a sex symbol that a woman would feel uncomfortable marrying you. Thank you. It would be, actually be a disservice to you to, to entrap that sexuality. Sure, it's like right. how Gene Simmons will never marry right. uh, yeah. Shannon Elizabeth, whoever he's married to. Right. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth, I believe it's somebody different. Shannon Tweed. <laughs> Carmen Electra? Carmen Electra. Yeah. Um... Morgan Fairchild. Uh, sorry. I love a good Morgan Fairchild reference. Um, uh, I would say that um, my high school buddy's best man speech uh, was maybe the most well-received performance I've ever given in my life. Uh, this is, you know, within all my work in uh, television and sketch comedy and whatnot – uh, this is maybe the most well-received performance I had ever got. Standing ovation. I even felt compelled. This was not something that I had thought out in advance. I just felt the energy, uh, and I felt it was natural to do a Chris so Rock-style mic drop at the end. <laughs> and Unprecedented. Dick out. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Chris Rock-style mic drop at the end. Uh, Jesse's, um, Jesse's best man speech, I feel like, was 
equally well written, uh, maybe uh, not as well received. Um, but well received. But well received. Not, Certainly not well received. received. Absolutely no. I was not dick out. I was well not. Received. I was not booed. Uh, but I, my dick stayed in my pants. Were, was your high school friends' uh, wedding party less expecting that from you? Was it? Was it more of a surprise? Had you followed some people who kind of gave dreary? I would say in long both. Speeches? In both cases, I followed very boring speeches. Mm-hmm. There was no instance of like brother-in-law talking about you know tijuana sex escapade of groom there was nothing like that everything was in the case of my high school buddies everything was very religious uh in the case of jesse it was all very heartfelt and from family members um what do you think are there like specific things that you included like like a like a story a funny story then some like was there a pattern that you've filled out to kind of like make number these one great? to try and say as many people's names as possible sure and places they're from yeah yeah is brooklyn in the house yeah for instance <laughs> like sta- stand-up rules no, yeah, yeah exactly yes jordan learned a lot of this stuff from toastmasters <laughs> mm-hmm, sure um did you mention a highway that's often congested <laughs> yeah right a funny billboard that everyone's noticed in town um, the local politicians who just can't get anything right. Um, where's the milk? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would, I mean, just some, some general tips, you know, I think in both instances, you, you, you know, take, take what you understand to be the people's most prevalent qualities and do something fun on that. Uh, I think assume that all the heartfelt stuff is going to be gotten out of the way by family members. So, as the buddy, it's you know probably better flow wise. We're talking about the flow of the reception to maybe try and do something funny and fun. Uh, keep it under five, maybe. Keep it under five. Uh, I'm gonna say though, if this guy wants to call in, we can help with a rough draft. Yeah, sure. Give us a oh. call. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. If he wants to call in, now we may we may not have time or what have you. He may be calling the day night before the wedding, sure, etc. But if you want coaching, we will coach you. It just give, give us a call at two zero six nine eight four four fun. Leave us your phone number and everything. Yeah, um, or actually, e- even better, send us an email uh, with that information yeah. at jjgo at maximumfun.org. I want to emphasize one thing: mm-hmm. if you're not funny. You don't need to be funny. Mm-mm. Oh, sure. It's yeah. actually a bad idea no, to no, try no. to be yeah. funny. I think if you're not generally a funny person or you feel like the only way that you could be funny is by pushing the boundaries of taste <laughs> or um, or you feel like you need to get drunk first to be <laughs> funny. Or, no, that's good. Yeah. Um, I think it is perfectly okay. I mean, my, um, uh, my brother, who's uh, who when I was getting married, was 18 or 19 mm-hmm. years old. Um, made a speech and he cried <clears throat> um, and he basically just talked about uh, th- that he loved me and my wife and um, you know that we were important to him in his life for these reasons and he loved our love for these reasons and you know if you're really generally speaking if you're the best man in somebody's wedding you really do love that person um, uh, I mean you know we're not all of us have, have had that experience I don't but I guess if I ever, I don't know, but uh, Jordan has had that experience. So you really love the person and you can just express that sincerely and succinctly um, if, and there's nothing wrong with being heartfelt. Yeah. There's never anything sure. wrong with being heartfelt. Sure. Be, yeah. Be honest. 
And I There's, think maybe I need to realize that I'm uh, a guy with no feelings other than jokes. Yeah. All of my feelings are wrapped up in a joke somehow. Yeah. I do not have any legitimate, authentic human <laughs> feeling. To be fair, you do get sometimes angry or elated because of a joke. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. But it is all like having to do with rock the joke. makes you happy. Sure. And two and a half men makes you angry. Mm-hmm. But those are joke-related feelings. MacGruber made me wistful. <laughs> yeah. I am going to a wedding uh, this week in Richmond, Virginia. Mm. My cousin is getting married. Um, I have not seen her in almost 10 years now. Mm. Um, she is marrying a guy who... It's amazing. My, my, mo- my mom's family from Washington, D.C. And there is this remarkable thing that you can do... Uh, which is that you can be in Washington, D.C. and then leave Washington, D.C. and you can go to the American South within an hour. Well, you get half an hour of suburbs of any town USA. All of a sudden, oh shit, we're in rural Virginia now mm. and this is real rural Virginia-y. Um, I think her uh, boyfriend uh, or her fiance, uh, all I have to base this on is a photograph of him I'm going to guess that he's a little bit more Richmond, Virginia, where the wedding is going to be held, than the uh, Washington, D.C., where my mother's family is from. Uh, I'm basing this on two things. One is the photograph and his buzz cut and his general sort of beefiness and polo shirt in the wedding pictures, Mm -hmm. you know, the the engagement pictures. Uh, He's wearing a polo shirt. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Standard size polo logo or extra large polo logo? (laughs) He's not from the Middle East. Okay. Ah. He's not from the United Arab Emirates. Um, A valid question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And also that we asked about him, uh, because we've never met him before, Mm -hmm. um, and we heard that he's thinking about going into law enforcement. Thinking about it. Seriously considering it. Probably going to become a bodyguard Mm. first. Moving out of jet ski sales. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, you, uh, as a married lady, what was, who, was your, who was your maid of honor, and do you feel like their speech was satisfactory? Did not do that. Mm. We had a very small reception. Michael's best friend, Matt Price, married us. We had him ordained online. So it was a triple. Triple what? Triple wedding. You married, you married two gentlemen, Michael and Matt Price. Uh, no. No, his, you two were married, and you married him. Our Michael's best friend married us, right? But we had him ordained so online. So the three of you, well, obviously you all had a drink of blood under the full moon. Yes, uh-huh. I'm sorry, that's where I was going. Okay, you yes. became a triad. Yes, we were a triad. Gotcha. Um, Forty guests, hmm. sweet lady Jane, wedding cake, which is a very delicious bakery here, and then Jones on third uh, catering. That was it in 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 the house. So you didn't have no a speeches, ma- no reception, nothing. No, nothing. And it was so easy and so calm and so nice. And I had uh, a pretty big wedding. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I had a great time. I don't. It, it's that that situation stresses me out having a lot yeah. of people because I get very organizy. Like, uh, oh, is this person having a good time? What about this person? And I get worried about everybody. Sure. So you know what? I wasn't even going to bring this up, but I feel like this is an appropriate time to bring it up. Uh, I have been asked and accepted the invitation to officiate the wedding of a Jordan Jesse Go listener. 
His Do name you... his name is Guy. You've you've met him. I've uh, met Guy because he works in the video game industry, and you were covering the video game industry. You met him in an event. Sure. Uh, I yes, I met Guy. Uh, well, I've seen Guy for the past couple of years at E3, which is kind of the big video game conference. He works for Microsoft, who makes. Gears of War and other fine products. And I have emailed with him because he was kind enough, because he works for Microsoft, he was kind enough in a couple of pledge drives to donate some stuff for us to use in the pledge drive. From, sure. Which is why we had like Halo 2 in addition to all of like the David Sedaris books and other things. <laughs> Something, for yeah. Something for everyone. Something for everyone. Yeah, and he ran this by me before he... He did. Uh, he did. He ran this by me at E3. He says... He's like, now, Jordan, I have kind of a serious question for you. And I thought he was going to ask me to have a gay experience sure. with him. Right. I was flattered but prepared to turn him down nicely. Right. But I would titter about it <laughs> later in the bathroom. You would only do that in an Aaron Gibson-type marriage. Oh, right, right. Where Three. it's two fellas in one lane. Sure. We drink blood under the full moon. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> only 40 people, low pressure. Yeah. Can- um. Jones on third is good, isn't it? Oh, macaroni and cheese from there. Hot damn! Forget about it. That's 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 the crown jewel of the ten dollar sandwich district, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'll say it. It's too expensive. Sure. It's just can I too tell expensive. you guys something? Can I tell you guys something serious? Yeah, I'm glad you're talking about this because if the world of podcasting needed more thing, <laughs> more of something, it's local restaurant recommendations Look, yeah, for Los right? Angeles. Here's a place you'll never go to that's super hey guys, super unaffordable. Something you won't remember. By the way, said the guy who earlier in this show gave a local restaurant recommendation for Denver, Colorado. Not even a place that you live. Yeah. One sixth as many people. <laughs> hey guys, okay. Sorry, maybe Jordan. we'll mention your town next week. So, Gotta keep listening so guy, for the restaurant recommendation. So guy asked you he asked me, but he's like, I have something to tell you. I'm thinking of asking Jesse to officiate my wedding. Were you disappointed? Uh, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be real here. Yeah. A little bit. He's a fan been... of our podcast. Sure. He did not ask me to do anything. Right. He did not ask. He did not want us you to were co-officiate. For, for Flower Girl. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I could make the speech. Sure. I could make the speech the best man could make. Why can't you both officiate? Is that what it's officiate? Because that's gay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, you're getting this sweet free trip to Seattle. You get to go to a wedding, which is always fun. Weddings are a fun. Great place As, to pick up chicks. Uh, no, you maybe don't. Uh, uh, you didn't want a big wedding, but do you? Are you a subscriber to the to the truism that weddings are pretty fun? No, I do not like not, weddings. Okay. I also, but I don't like crowded areas, and uh, I have I have to smoke a lot of pot to go to parties. Mm. Uh, just so I could be around a lot of people. <laughs> and usually weddings in, are, have a lot of people. They involve places that you can't bring pot to. Mm. So it's a, like airports. <laughs> yeah. Airports, train stations. Sure. New Jersey. Um, <laughs> Not so, Sperry Farm. Sperry Farm. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I didn't have example. social anxiety with a cr- crowded of uh, drunk <sighs> people, then I think I'd be okay. Okay. Um, but that has, that's nothing against Wayne. It's my no, own no, no, internal ways. struggle. So, yeah. yeah, a little, you know, a little. But, I mean, I get why he wants you to do it and not me. Yeah, like, I'm a you're, public radio host. Sure, you're a public radio host. You have, uh, you got the, you got the golden, tie. you got the golden pipes. You own a tie. <laughs> I'm a professional singer. Sure, you're, yes. You will tape down your giant bosoms for the occasion. So I get it. Like, I get it. It's the right choice. I've it's got, the I, correct choice. I have a dress that's appropriate to wear on Sesame Street. Sure, right. 
But he could have just sent sent you an email instead of ask going through. Well, he didn't want to ask a weird thing. And he also wanted to make the point that Jordan wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to like hi, like he wanted to like cut me down. It's still weird if he asks you. The weirdness doesn't doesn't disappear because he asks you over. Yeah, I mean, do, don't you think? I it's mean, still weird. I I get it. I get why he asked. Uh, he asked me if you would be into it. Well, look, if it makes you feel any better, I'm planning to fuck it up royally. Okay, yeah. The you whole know thing's what you should do? Go down in flames. Jesse, you should wear a camera on your head. <laughs> and record the whole thing. I should. That's You're great. Right. A helmet cam, like Why Super Dave. And I'll bring, I'll bring a weird ethnic stereotype, like Fuji. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna consult with, um, I'm gonna consult with Ebeth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask Ebeth. Ebeth doesn't know this yet. She's learning it for the first time. But one of our forum regulars, Ebeth, is a pro- is a professional wedding officiant. Uh, she officiates non denominational weddings. Um, in her home state of New Jersey. And so I'm going to check in with Ebeth, see if I can get her, her advice. I don't know. I don't think I'm prepared to do this. The only reason I believe that I can do it mm. is because our friend Adam Lissagor, Lonely Sandwich, recently uh, officiated a wedding. Oh, great. Every podcast guy is now getting to officiate a wedding, and guess who's dead last on the invitation list to officiate a wedding? Jordan, wh- Jordan what, will you, uh, what will you give to the person who invites you to officiate their wedding? I mean, a fucking badass wedding. Is that not enough? <laughs> No, like a fucking kick ass wedding. A couple of great speeches at the least. 150 yeah. bucks? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I will pay you. Money. What about this? An ex- what, a, a foreman grill, but the extra large model. Sure, oh. absolutely. You could put two steaks on this thing. A lot right. of burgers two, on that. Yeah, two steaks and grilled veggies. Do you know there are parking perks for, be- for being an ordained minister? I'm sorry? No. Uh, apparently, you get a parking sticker and you can parking pass and you can park in handicap spots or what? something like that. Yeah, you get like preferential parking in certain government parking lots. Wow. That's pretty nice. Hey. Yeah. I don't even know if I have to be an ordained minister. We're going to have to talk about this different stuff. The legalities. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the ti- actual title is. It's possible that I don't have to. It's possible that it's essentially some sort of like a, like a modified dog wedding. But they may have to go to the. <laughs> yeah. A novelty wedding. Modified <laughs> dog wedding. <sighs> you know when you got your friends have a girl yeah. dog and you sure. have a boy and you decide to have a dog wedding. Okay, we're skipping momentous occasions this week. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Aaron Gibson, etc. Um, it was really a joy to have you here, Aaron. Oh, you guys, I I love both of you dearly. I don't know if you know how much I've sent you letters. Yeah, have we you got my letters? Get them, I throw them out. Okay. I don't open letter. I don't open my mail. Okay, well, they're there heartfelt a, and there was genuine. A, there was a big scare involving some sarin gas. Mm. You might have heard about it. It was on the subway in Japan, and after that, I stopped opening my mail. <laughs> oh, the lights just went out. <laughs> well, I'll send them. I'll scan them, and I keep copies <laughs> Attach at home. PDFs. Yep, send them. Send your emails, mm-hmm. your respective emails. Um, but I, I've had a lot of fun, and uh, oh boy, 
Is it weird to start crying right now? No, it's beautiful. no, it's okay. appropriate. Okay. We would be offended if you did. If I didn't start yeah. crying, I mean, do you this mind is the if time... I give you a tear jug? Because we have a we have a show guest tear jug. <laughs> there should never be something called a tear jug. <laughs> <laughs> um, people can enjoy. People, of course, can enjoy your regular se- segments, not just on Current's uh, Infomania, but they can go to the Current website. If you go to Current and you just type in Modern Lady, you will get a page of everything that I have done. And you know what? Somebody in the forum, in one of the earliest posts, is going to be responsible for linking up the Katy Perry thing that's getting all the mean YouTube comments. Oh, man. Yeah. Look at those comments. They're mean because they use my full name. <laughs> that's always a little. Dear yeah. Aaron Gibson. Yeah. Who I, do you think you are, Aaron Gibson? <laughs> I, I recently posted a YouTube video. Uh, no, I've been posting YouTube videos of goofy celebrity things for, for a while now, and never have I gotten as many mean comments as I did when I did something with Russell Brand. Ease, I mean, uh, oh, they're married, by the way. Right. Just thought about that right, right. when I said it. Uh, easily the meanest YouTube comments I've gotten were people who were mad that I was wasting Russell Brand's time. What? <laughs> Meaner than Megan Fox. Uh, anyways, yeah. Russell Brand, whose specialty, I think, is wasting time. Sure. Not that he's without talent or not funny. It's, I would say incredibly talented. Yeah, he's very, very talented, funny. very funny. But I think his whole thing is just amusing wastes of time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have recently gotten the most hateful YouTube comments of my career via someone from that family. Has it so. made you stop reading comments altogether? No, I, I like to read them generally, and I think I have a, I have a pretty good skin about it and kind of ma- mainly think they're funny. Sometimes I feel a little bit sad. But. I, th- I think – I don't know if it's true for guys, but uh, I know with me and a couple of my girlfriends who do stuff that, that's you know out there on the internet, a lot of tearing down – of the way that you of the way that you look, yeah, yeah. No, no I mean, specifically I, I, like yeah. your nose and eyes and sure. all that stuff. Like, wow, really vicious, really specific. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and making assumptions about what your body could look like—that's also bad. Oh, like imagining, like I bet you have a real shitty stomach. <laughs> I guess something uh, like that. <laughs> I anticipate. <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh, the internet's awful. If and great. If you're in mm-hmm. the if you're in the neighborhood of our uh, of our nation's capital, I hope you will join us for the meetup. You can find the information at maximumfun.org um, and two zero six nine eight four four fun. The number to call two zero six nine eight four four f u n. And hey, guess what? As we say this, I am mm. presently uh, guest hosting the television program uh, The Grid on IFC. So if you want to see me. Awkwardly hosting a television program, demonstrating why, why Jordan is a much more competent television personality than I. Uh, you can go to channel 162 on your local television. Find the independent film channel, IFC, uh, The Grid. It's on Thursdays at 745 Eastern. And it sort of depends on whether you have satellite or cable, whether that time applies to you in other time zones literally, or whether it's at 745 in other time zones or whatever. But... Thursdays at 7.45, The Grid, um, or I think it's ifc.com slash The Grid. You can watch them online. I've watched them online, correct? You can watch a little bit of it online. I don't think you can watch the It's better to watch on the TV. thing online. Yeah. You want to get a real taste of me, me and my hosting prowess. Mm-hmm. Which, on a flat screen. And when I say hosting prowess, I'm referring specifically to the fact that I'm wearing a bow tie. Um, it's all, that's all going to be online. Uh, that's all going to be on your televisions Thursdays at 7.45 on IFC's The Grid. 
So, uh, 206-984-4-FUN, JJGO at MaximumFun.org. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design, and Light in the Attic Records. Uh, you should get their album, Kites Are Fun, The Best of The Free Design. Every time someone does, they send me an email that says, oh my God, this was so wonderful, it changed my life. Um, it's really great. And... Um, no, as far as I know, that's just about it. That'll do it. We'll see you next time right here on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>